BBS Radio. Here we are, live on the air, worldwide. Questions and answers with the Elohim on December the 22nd, 2021. We welcome you all. And as usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call. And if you want to submit a question, you can do so per email at questions at intelligence-infinity.com. More people have joined in. Welcome to you all. If you want to, please say a name and location. Roger in Austin. Welcome, Roger. Hi, Roger. Roger. Hi. <clears throat> Anyone else? Win in Sedona. Welcome, Win. Hi, Win. Oh, Welcome to the next caller. Please say your name and location. Hi, Joy in Squim, Washington. Squim Hello, Squim. Squim lady. Welcome. Hi, Joy. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hey, welcome to everybody on BBS. And if if you sit around and you hear all this silence, it's because we usually start the call that way, for better or for worse. Um, it's kind of, this call has what, this may be a new idea. You know, um, people think we're all one. We are communicating with an intelligence in a very high dimension of the universe. Don't believe it until you listen to them, until you check it out. And um, we're going to ask them questions. Now, I actually don't recommend submitting a question until you at least hear one call. We went on the air and we tried doing it like a regular show. Hi, my name is Winfrey and welcome tonight. And our guest tonight is the little, little, little. And <laughs> I didn't like it. It didn't work. And so then we said, what happens if we just put the conference call on the air? And um, we've been doing this now for years, and we've developed a community, a family feeling amongst the people on the call. We we meet each other at a high place, but we also meet each other at low places. And it's kind of got some aspects of being like a church, except there's nothing to believe, okay? And there's no nothing to join, and you just show up. And there's a vibe on the call, and if you get the vibe, and you and what they say makes sense to you, keep coming back. It's that simple. And uh, we've had a lot of miracles on these calls, and a lot of healings. And most of all, we have this incredible wisdom that is constantly available to us with information that has never been in the throne before about how the universe is. Lisa from the Great Northwest. Anyone else? Hi, Lisa. Hi. Hi, family. It took me a few years of asking them questions, because they never told me to do anything. 
And if they were who they said they were, if they were actually the same source that the Mormons thought were God, I said, you know what? I think these guys are real. And uh, and I, I, had, I said, I have to put it out in the world in some way. I'm not going to tell all these stories, but I'll tell just one story that I tell all the time. Is um, I learned that people look like their past lifetimes when they die and they reincarnate because your DNA from one lifetime transfers in your soul to the next body, embodiment. And I asked them, was Terry ever anybody famous? And they told me, look up St. Catherine of Siena. So I never heard of her, but I Googled St. Catherine of Siena. I found the story of this young woman who lived in Siena, Italy, who would write down everything. Uh, she would go into the local churches, local church, and the priests would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. And when she died, her work was compiled in a book called St. Catherine's Dialogue with God, The Answers to My Questions. And can we go into great detail about that? A lot of detail about the life of Jesus, but not from a religious point of view. And it's something, if you're curious about how everything works, we're going to call it, we do an invocation of protection, and we call in the light. Father and Mother God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect Terry and myself and everybody on this line. Any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection amongst all those present who would choose to be part of that. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us, and we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now, and do we have our sources present? Okay. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We take a moment and we orient ourselves so that we are able to be in touch with each and every person directly, not through the telephone line or BBS radio. That's where the voice comes from. But we are able to contact each one of you directly, just straight to you, if you wish to be contacted. Um... We did get a question this week. Um, we um, and, and this would be a message for uh, 
The question was from uh, Raiden's ex-wife about her son and how he's doing. And um, we did get in touch with him. And he, um, the way he's doing right now, he is safe and he is secure um, with uh, his um, his um, sister's, his uh, ex-wife's sister on the other side. And he, um, at this point, uh, he may be a little shy to um, talk. Um, and the, what he needs at this point is love and to be forgiven uh, as he's... Um, little bit of shame of what he did. Uh, so I get the message for Raiden and for Raiden's ex-wife and family. Do you have other questions? Uh, is it okay to, to say for the people who are listening why he's on the other side? Um, we could say uh, yes. Um, we, he, we we would uh, we we did not get this question on the air, so um, we would uh, prefer not to speak of it further. Okay, um, but we'll just say he's on the other side, and he passed, and he's giving a message to his mother. No, uh, from the other side. Yes, to his mother. Yes, yes. Well, uh, and who who? Queried Raiden about checking in and on queried, him. And okay? queried Terry. She queried Terry. Yep. Queried Terry, right? Yes. Okay. Next question. Um, just for anyone that's listening, we've had so many confirmations of people that have talked to us from the other side that it was really them. And I am very skeptical all the time, and now I tend to take it for granted. But for a few years, I said, I wonder if that's really them, and uh, paid very close attention. Um, next question is from Alan. I think he submitted this last week, and I didn't ask it. Thank you for asking again, Alan. Thank you, my dear friends. You are so gracious and kind and loving. And I'm truly grateful. And uh, I mentioned Alan is a guy that, had, that really cares about people. And he had some friends that he cares about. And he started putting them on our healing list. And they were getting almost immediate results. And they were paying really close attention to Alan. My question is the effect of the virus on people who had nothing to do with what happened to them. Now families are given 10 minutes to leave their rental properties. Surely there must be something as a group we can pray about or cause the hologram to shift. I know you do not wave a magic wand to cause change. However, I've asked that in many instances change has been effected without violating free will. It seems the cabal <coughs> that now exists is hell-bent on achieving their overall plan of reducing the world population 
and it seems the world is getting insane and the people seem powerless to stop it. Will you please hear out our plea and see the light breaking through the veil for without divine intervention, this planet is, in my opinion, doomed. Alan. Thank you. Um, you also are a wonderful friend that we are happy that you are contributing. You have helped immensely to get the Law of One Made Simple Project underway. This means a lot to us. Many people across the world, and we say the world, are very upset concerning the mandated situations that and lockdowns that many find themselves in. Prayer is one thing that one a person can do. Another thing is to not take part in a panic, but to review in each individual circumstances things that they can do to stay out of harm's way. We work with a situation it is difficult because so many people have bought in to the validity of the laptop. We hear your prayers. Thank you. That's to you in. I believe that in the first week of January, the Supreme Court is going to uh, review this idea of these mandates and make a ruling on it. So I just put into the field of energy that um, that they make the right decision. And our next question is from Fija, I believe. Wait a second here. Thank you so much for answering my questions. I have experienced some healing and relief after listening to your previous reply, which I am grateful for. I would like to ask a little more about my connection with what I consider, I'm adding my 
would argue there. I'm adding that. She didn't write that. But when you talk about benevolent ETs, it's tricky to know for sure. So I'm adding that. And she calls them the Andromedans and the Pleiadians. When I listen to videos with their information, I can feel their energy, and I feel as though I am making a connection. I feel an enormous amount of loving energy. Is this connection to do with me resonating with the energy in the information, or am I making a direct connection with them in which they know and they're noticing my connection? Can you tell me any more that might help me to make a leap in my spiritual connection? And uh, I might add, perhaps she has past lifetimes in one or both of those places. And I turn it over to our sources. Thank you. As you listen to them and you make connection uh, with the validity and uh, the essence of what they are saying, uh, you are resonating then with their information and this is an opening that the other person, the other group that you are resonating with would also then begin at some level of consciousness resonating with you. Um, it may be at a, a very subconscious level, uh, but this is the opening to begin connection. We uh, don't, we, we wish you to use your own um, observation uh, when you are listening and you feel the resonance. If there is any um, input back, uh, if you feel that, first of all, you may feel a resonance from them just simply resonating with your, uh, the way you are uh, vibrating. So if you are conducting in that manner, um, this is a connection and can lead to further um, development of contact. However, we feel that, that it has not opened to significant contact from them, but um, we don't wish to evaluate for you because it is changing, even as we now, um, and this is a um, potential opening, this mutual resonance where you are grasping their material. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, do, do you, the Elohim or the Ra group, connect with either of those? Groups. 
Well, this is a very big question, as they are very big groups. Um, are some of them in groups? We connect with some of them, yes. Okay. All right. Next question is from David Faringer in Mercer, Pennsylvania. And by the way, David, you know, you've asked a lot of questions about Jesus. And I wanted to tell you, oh, about six or eight weeks ago, on our two Sunday calls in a row, we had some really great information about Jesus that, as far as I know, no one knows in that I've ever heard say anything like it. And um, I think, it, particularly since you're in our group and coming to it, I think it would resonate with you. And David's question is, my very close friend, Randy Pettigrew, just passed away. How is his, is his transition going? Randy Pettigrew? Pettigrew. Pettigrew. Now, you didn't say what city he was in before he passed. David is in Mercer, Pennsylvania, and I'm not sure if um, it's the same city. So if you can't tune in to him, you can, uh, David can resubmit his question next week and save the city. Give us a moment. Yes, we would like to get that more information to be able to tune into him. Okay. And uh, next question is from Isis with an ascension question. What did the Elohim have to do to ascend to the next higher frequency density? When the Elohim ascend, do they do it individually or as a group? I'm not sure the Elohim ascends. You know, one time I asked right. a question to them, and they said that uh, they kind of administrate the entire universe, and... Um, they they just are around forever, as long as the universe needs them, which it probably will for a long time. Um, and but you can answer that for her. Thank you. Yes, um, we as the Elohim uh, are able to move from density to density without having to graduate. Uh, it is one of our abilities to be able 
to sense, to be free enough to be able to sense um, what is in the different densities and then move into them and out of them. Therefore, we do not have uh, graduation in the same sense. We simply can appear in each density and disappear from it and move out. So um, we would suggest the question be uh, to the Ra group and how does it seem to the Ra group? Um, the Ra group is um, we as the Ra group are ever intensely learning more uh, and the more that we learn the more ability we get to move into a higher uh, density. Um, There are members of our group that many of them are in the sixth density, and there are a number that are graduating and moving into the seventh density. And uh, as we move the specific uh, concerns of the third density, um, we, we do not experience uh, the same concerns, although we are connected with the third density, your people, and we have concerns um, for them. That is our answer. Thank you. Are there any groups like the Ra group that can eventually evolve to be part of the Elohim group? It would be an individual thing. Um, it is hard to move into the law group uh, when one has lived in the third density. This is because uh, the third density has frequencies of anchoring to the realm that are very focused on that keep a person in the room, keep him coordinated and anchored. Uh, this, these frequencies then become part of the individual's um, vibratory complex, and so he would um, continue to resonate those lower frequencies, which would not uh, allow him or would he would not be able to resonate with all of the free frequencies, the higher frequencies where we are. Thank you. You know, I did get an email from David Ferringer who is asking about his friend, 
Randy Pebblegrew, and yes. he did, he confirmed that Randy was living in Mercer, Pennsylvania, the same city that David lives in. Yes, we see a famous book leak to his caretakers, the people working with him. Things, there is a bleakness at his absence. He is picking that up. The bleakness, he is also feeling the bleakness. Um, And he also feels some hopelessness that his goals and dreams, it's like now they aren't possible. He and he feels a little bit um, disconnected, which he is disconnected. Um, so this would be an appropriate feeling. The thing that is missing for him is to know that, and we we say this in case he can hear that. You, this is not the end of your life. You will pick up other purposes, other connections. You will reconnect in different ways now, and we send you a burst of hope, and we see the precious connection between you and uh, David, and we reinforce that to let you know that you are being thought of. Thank you. Thank you. Um, John Siboransky in in Las Vegas, and he asks. Why do some people remember who they were during their previous lifetimes while most people do not? Thank what you. Can I, okay. Go ahead. He's got a second question. Um, why don't you answer that question, and then I'll ask a second question. When an individual first comes in and takes the body, they have more chance to remember their past. Um, very often, uh, children will make comments uh, about well, who they were or that um, they had a different name. or They, um, they will identify themselves or they will know things that uh, they would not, a person without any experience would not have known. Um, so during the first four years, uh, individuals tend to have an easier time remembering as it is continuous from, um, their life is a continuous thing. It just goes through different transitions. 
um, as they get older, they get um, connected to the events of their current life, and they tend to forget the earlier experiences, although some people do remember, and it's a matter of focus. If the person uh, is able to focus um, on their past, uh, they they get they can begin to pick it up and put together uh, the past track that they have had. There are enough clues in a person's life. Days of view, days of rule, like this has happened before, or I have been here before. Um, situations that trigger memories. Ah, oh, that seems really familiar to me. If the individual isn't programmed to not believe, uh, and if they have an interest, they can begin to put this together and remember. Thank you. I, I wanted to mention that when I was younger, and before I even believed in reincarnation, but I had read about it, and I was open to the idea, somebody gave me a reading, and they told me I was duplicating patterns of a past life. And they went into a lot of detail in that life. And I kept thinking about, could this be true? Can this be true? And then after the reading, I kept thinking about it, and I realized I had written a song that described the same story, or close to it, that he had told me. And I was convinced that it was true at that point, because on some level, I remembered the past life. And uh, how was I able to do that? Individuals, um, when they have a successful lifetime, they were successful, say, at playing guitar, or they were successful uh, at um, school, or they were uh, successful in uh, talking to classmates. Um, these they tend then to reach back into their past experience and pull up ways of handling things that were successful in the past. Lifetimes where there was some, something traumatic, say, tends to um, be triggered and, and then to come in and... and the different aspects of that lifetime can come in with it. So an individual um, can come across circumstances that are similar to the past, and then those circumstances can um, show up and behaviors that were successful in the past they would, they would tend to repeat them. 
because they were successful and they had learned that that was a good way to handle things. Uh, the person that did the reading for me, I remember they were totally conscious. They weren't in a trance, and they were just talking to me, just like I'm talking right now. How was it that they were able to do to tune into that? Thank you. Your consciousness is vibrating in those experiences that you had in the past. And it was vibrating in the current lifetime in your writing of songs. Um, there was enough identification with that lifetime in the past that you were expressing in your current lifetime the the uh, aura, the persona of the person. There soul complex contains those conscious experiences and a gifted reader can read those vibrations and translate them into images and the recreation in words of what they are seeing in your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then there was a time when I was with Daphne and um, we were going to do a, a session expecting the Elohim to come through and a voice came through her that identified itself as a person that she was in a past life, when she and I had a past life together. Yes. And it was really quite amazing. And how did that happen? I would have thought if she was the reincarnation of that person, that that person no longer existed, and um, and yet she was channeling them. There are different aspects of an individual that can travel together, and so as. The individual that we we have we wish to be general here because we don't wish to go into Daphne's particular um, life and confidentiality. Uh, mm -hmm. So, an individual uh, can be made of different components, different aspects. Different aspects can move forward separately from other aspects. There can be a division of aspects 
and two aspects may move forward at uh, separate locations. Uh, one soul might govern two people. That is a possibility. Would that mean that a person would always have one soul, no matter how many people were traveling with them? The, let's say that a person has a number of people traveling with them. They mm-hmm. um, they are coincident in if they are traveling together as a package, then they act as a package, much as the body, which is um, made of billions of cells uh, that are individual cells, individual organs are moving forward as one body. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Next question is from Bonnie Penner in Corona. And I once asked about my resonating with the idea of being a wanderer, but learning about being marooned on the planet and then caught up in the Earth realm lifetime, in the Earth realm, lifetime after lifetime, seemed to contradict this idea. When asked, you told me that at the end of any one of my lifetimes, I could have returned to my home, but chose to stay to help. My question is, where was I 25,000 years ago when the second shift was occurring and the opportunity for harvest was at hand for the planetary population? Uh, the span of 25,000 years does not seem so long now after learning so much from Ra'an. Thank you for the opportunity for more understanding. I am in love with this connection. Thank you. Your group, that you care for so much, are here, and you have developed track here. And this is one of the holes in that you have family here. Mm-hmm. And would you we, still call one? Uh, yeah, we would still call you a wanderer. Uh, because you have a very definite, um, apparent, obvious, uh, wonderful, operational um, desire to help. You, you are a help. You are being a help helper. Uh, you. Um, the definition of a a wanderer. Um, wanderers 
of care, come here and then be here and still have this goal to help uh, and stay. Uh, and your why you have asked that question that um, you would have left if your machine had been operational uh, when you first landed in on the earth plane. <coughs> However, if you look at the definition of a wanderer, someone that has come here to help, <coughs> um, You fit the profile. You came here in the first place. And so take a look at the reason you were traveling. What were you looking for? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we got one more question. And let's send Terry some healing energy because she's coughing. Okay. Well, I'm okay. This is Terry, and I'm okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. And this is this is a question from Jyoti. And Jyoti, I, I I have to put a little preamble to your question. You know, I'm going to ask it, and I'll let them answer as however they see fit to address it. But the preamble is, if you are seeing a doctor and your doctor is making recommendations to you and you ask a question about that, I don't know if they can answer it without putting us into legal liability for answering a question that a professional had done something for you. and asking them oh, whether you should do something else, okay? So we'll see how they address this, but I'll ask the question. Are the medication adjustments I have made optimum for me? Do I need to return to St. Louis again for more medication updates? Thank you. Jyoti. <laughs> Thank you. We would suggest that you keep in touch with your doctor on that. Um, um, Uncle! Was the, the first part of what you said a question? Did not give me a video, everyone? About legality? Are the medication adjustments I have made? Oh, they're still going right now. Now, I'm not sure she, what she means by the adjustments. In other words, did they make yeah. a description and she decided to change the dosage? Um, she's not, not clear, okay? And obviously, the doctor who, who made the um, prescription must be in St. Louis 
So she's asking, should I return for medication updates? Thank you. Perhaps you could um, see, um, first of all, uh, keep in touch with your doctor so that um, he can monitor you and you can uh, keep in communication so that you can tell him the responses to the changes. Are these changes um, good? Um, your doctor, um, if you can work to get a really good communication with him to get on the same page, he should be able to monitor your changes. Perhaps uh, you could ask him if... Um, how he could, um, what he needs to know to see how you are responding to it, and perhaps he could give somebody in your local area a doctor, a competent doctor, uh, instructions on how to monitor you since it is the wrong way to travel. Thank you. And that is our last question for tonight. And I just I just want to announce that if you're on VBS, please just stay on the line. If you found this interesting, if you didn't, don't bother. But if you found this interesting, um, we're going into a second call, and we're not channeling on the second call. It is a called All Planet Healing. And we do a... Um, you know, our planet's going through a lot of deep doo-doo right now. I don't think we have anything edited on And a lot of computer. conflict. And from viruses yeah, but, to ETs to who knows what. And we are doing kind of a healing meditation to bring back better alignment to our planet. And we have found that the sources we're working with will add to the energies of requests we make and make it more possible for positive outcomes on this planet. And usually the time goes very fast. And we've developed a a way of doing this where four different people do different like we go through the earthquakes, we go through all kinds of things which are difficult and projecting energy for positive outcomes. So um if you're on BBS, if you just stay on there, after we end this call, which is going to be about in 30 seconds, the other call will start if it hasn't already, and it may be a minute or so delay while BBS calls in, okay? So on that note, um, we can unmute everybody. And 
unmuted. Thank you, from Seattle. Thank you, Winnie Terry. Thank you. Thank you all for holding the energy. What? This session is no longer being recorded. BBS Radio TV. We've been doing radio since before the age of the dinosaur. Just look it up. Check it out. It's all there, baby. Thank you. Hi, welcome to the Whole Planet Healing Conference Call. Uh, we are greeting everyone as they're coming in on the phone lines. Would you like to say your name and location? Roger in Austin. Hey, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, John from Las Vegas. Hi, John. Oh, hi. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Guys, would you like to continue to greet our listeners? I think you're doing a great job, buddy. Okay, I understand. i got to get my head on now. Hi, welcome to the call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hello, I know I'm not an Antonio. <laughs> but I greet you with warmth. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, <laughs> welcome. Bon Neo. I think we're on the air. Are we on the air? Hi. Yes, we, yes are. we are. We are on yes. the air. Yes, we are. So, hello, everybody who's listening on BBS, if you're there. And um, it just, we're doing our normal sign in, and we'll be starting in just a moment. And, and and Bonnie, hello, yes. Bonnie. Hi. You know, if we had an organization, I would nominate you to be president. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even un- imagine why. Well, you have a natural quality. Hi. Hello. Who is that? I'm Maxelina. Hello. Welcome, honey. Hi there. Vin, are you ready to fly the plane? Well, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a few words, and then I'll turn it over to Jackie to do the transitions, and then I'll come back. All right. So we're going to start, okay? You did a great job last night, Wim. I did? Yeah. It was really good. Oh, my friend loves it. Uh Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to mute the phone lines. Muted. And when you will start, it is still December the 22nd. Here we go. The recording has started. This is December 22nd, 2021. We're on the verge of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And 
you know, Christmas is a special time of the year. And, and we've talked about this in the past. And there is such a thing as the Christ consciousness. And um, we actually have the Christ consciousness embedded in the energy of this call. And it's one of the reasons people are so warm and loving who are participants. And we're not traditional Christians, but we, I very much honor Jesus for the work he did in this realm. And we are communicating, I believe, and they say so, with the sources on the other side directly that Jesus referred to as Father. And there's a lot longer explanation on that. We have had a number of calls where we've talked about Jesus and understanding how that worked. And um, and I hope you keep coming back and checking it out because the only way you can connect with that Christ energy is by being exposed to it. And we do all these calls every week, 10 times. And if you keep coming, eventually, well, I just say there's a good chance you'll get it. Particularly if you're a person in this realm that feels like they don't belong, that nobody understands them, and uh, why are you here? Those kinds of people really um, get endeared with the work we're doing. So on this call, we're doing a planetary healing session. And and I started this as a result of all of these conversations I was having through my partner, Terry Brown, who kept interrupting me and saying they want to talk to you again. Or else I would interrupt her and I would say, can I ask some questions? And over a period of time, I realized they were real and that this was important. I started to understand why they wanted to talk to me. And in any case, um, Jackie in Julian, California, is kind of the mistress of ceremonies for Whole Planet Healing. And <laughs> She's not Elvira now, okay? <laughs> Remember Elvira, Jackie? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> and uh, I turned it over to Jackie. Thank you, Wim. That was a really nice introduction, and it got anybody new up to speed on what we're all about here. Yes, this call. On this call, we are joined by the same sources that you heard in the previous hour, and they are adding their energy 
to our requests on this call for healing the planet, but also for the people, places, and situations that concern us. And always, though, we keep in mind that the principle of the highest and greatest good of all be observed. Now, at the beginning of the call, we officially begin by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation, requesting energetic protection for ourselves, this call, and this work, along with a shielding from any negative interference. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio, and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all concerns. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must be now. And back to you, Jackie. Thank you, Cecil. Well, at the beginning of the call, this is a point where Wynn and Terry rejoin us and uh, take a couple of minutes to share any more of their thoughts with us. So Wynn um, might want to say a couple more things and then introduce Terry. Can you hear me? Or not? Yes. Am I clear? Clear as the bell. This is my new headset. Okay. Well, I'm the one that was the starter of this, the founder of it. And the reason I founded it was because they kept talking to me. And they kept answering questions. And then I had some miracles. and. I asked them things like, well, how do you, I didn't know, I didn't understand them. I, I was like in in uh, la-la land. It was like a fantasy. I mean, my girlfriend wakes me up, says, get a tape recorder out. And the voice that answers me says, uh, they're the Elohim, and they created the universe, and they're here to help us. and I didn't believe. How could I possibly believe that? 
and I asked them, uh, why are you talking to me? And they said, you're like a cosmic midwife, and you don't have ego about it. And that was true. I mean, I didn't have ego about it. I didn't know I was a cosmic midwife. But from it kind of evolved bit by bit by bit. And the people that are on this call that are doing various roles and on it, they all organically flowed into it. And we're not, you know, an official organization. We don't have a building. We don't have, uh, we're not charging. And, and it doesn't mean we don't need money because we do need money. Terry and I need money. We give a lot of time and energy into this every week. And we don't charge. And I didn't want to charge. And, um, but people do sometimes give donations, and it really helps. And on that note, I'm going to introduce Terry to say hello. And, of course, if you were on the earlier call, you heard Terry channeling the sources we're talking about. And over to you, Terry. Hi, everybody. Yeah, you know, it seems to get... Uh, easier and easier. It's as if, uh, like the first three years was really hard uh, to do channeling because they had such a big vocabulary. They used words that I don't know what they meant. <laughs> uh, but it's getting uh, easier. And uh, I love uh, the connection and uh, I love all of you guys being connected and uh, so so somebody said you know why don't you go on vacation for a week you know maybe you're listening well it's a nice idea but I love what I'm doing <laughs> I love the work on the uh, one made simple so I'd probably just take it with me <laughs> anyway uh, we have a spiritchannel.net where we have a couple thousand uh, channelings over there and you're welcome to check it out and I know maybe many of you have already and back to Jackie thank you so much Terry and Wynn and we are so grateful for the volume of information that you've brought forth over the last 20 years now <laughs> so thank you so much you guys um, next on this call, we join Bonnie from Corona, California. Now, she is familiar with those thousands of uh, archived channelings that are on the spiritchannel.net. And she chooses something that would be of interest of us every single night on this call. And we look forward to hearing what she chose for us tonight. Bonnie? Hi, thank you. We are going to read from a transcript that took place. It was a, a transcript of a call that took place on June 23rd, 2013. And this was a Sunday call, and the format of the calls on Sundays was a little bit different back in that day. And so towards the end of the call, 
after they call on the light, we have a greeting from Ra'an through Terry, which states, we greet you and we welcome each and every person who is on this call or will listen to a replay or will read the transcript later. The transcript or the replay will have the same energy and carry the same frequencies and the same vibrations as you are hearing on the original call. We have said the word vibration. We have a very high vibration with the color pink. We are in the space of each and every person who wishes us there. We honor free will, and when a person asks, as each of you have asked today, either silently in your own heart or with an email to win, we hear your call. We hear your plea, and we see that you are a mixture of vibrations, and we see that you each have a vibration within the third density which connects you, connects you and grounds you to your surroundings and allows you to operate and stay focused within the location where you are. And we see that when you grasp on a certain vibration, a certain explanation, that it then affects your whole and your connection with your surroundings, with your body, and with your health. The chakra system generates frequencies, and it is either operational or you exclude, due to your belief system, certain vibrations, which damps the vibrations of the certain chakra systems. When the chakra systems are operating fully and completely, they bring to you attraction of the things that can fulfill your life. Some of the things which can damp your frequencies towards bringing you what you wish, health-wise, material-wise, are belief systems that you have which fixes you into a certain vibration. One such example would be, I have diabetes. Another would be, I have heart disease. Another would be, I have a congenital condition. When you then fix that idea or belief system into the whole of what you are, it contains a frequency and it's connected to the frequencies of all the other people, all the medical systems, and all their belief systems about that particular disease. And you then, having that frequency slash fixation in your space, attempt to heal. You are then putting a different frequency on top of the frequency that you have grounded there and is grounded with the medical profession and all of the belief systems of people concerning that particular disease. This makes a divergence, a gap, between what you wish and what is going on. 
And when you bring into your belief system that you are now well and whole and all of your chakras are operating in a full body manner and spinning in a clockwise direction and that your foundational chakra is expressing the note, the musical note of C, then you can begin to attract and pull into you the grounding that you desire. If you have the belief that you have no home, no place to go, that you have not the financial capability, you begin to fray the vibration of your foundation chakra, and the C note may begin to be absent from your foundation chakra. And then you find it harder to attract to you to pull in the finances, to pull in the grounding, the home that you so desire. As we see that many of you on the call are concerned about your financial condition, and we look at each and every one of you, and we see which ones have placed this in the light and which ones haven't placed it in the light but have silently placed, placed it in the light. And we see then the importance of restoring the vibration within your foundation of the, of the C note, the vibrations that will then connect you to that C note within society and connect you up with finances and with home and with then the higher chakras with loved ones with the sexual experiences you desire in the next chakra up, which will then express the next note up, which is D. And then you can begin to have some power because you have support and you can begin to support those you love and move to the next note up, the next chakra, which is E. And then being supported, you can begin to experience the love and you can begin to give love and compassion to others because you have a structure that is supporting you. And then you can begin to share it with the next note of the heart chakra, which is the note of F. And you can begin to express that's the next chakra up, the throat chakra. The, the expression chakra, which is G. Then as you open yourself up to the next chakra, to remote viewing, to extend yourself out, to begin to see around you, you open up the next chakra, which is in the forehead, and that is the note of A. Then on these calls, you have been opening up your crown chakra to the higher realm where we are. And that is the note of B. And we connect with you from the crown chakra. And we send, we send you and we see you in our light, if you wish it. We see you healed. We see your chakra systems open and working fully. And we take the labels off of you and allow you to set your own health and ideals and goals and those of you 
and those of those around you who wish that also. And we help unstick those frequencies where one gets stuck in certain lower level conditions. And we just open the whole thing up. We leave you, but we do not leave you. We are here with you. And we, in this very meaningful, sacred moment, touch those that wish touching. And I know that was a little lengthy, but I wanted to get through it all. I think that one was important. I'll turn it back to you, Jackie. I really love you all. Thank you. Wow, Bonnie, that was a fantastic message that you brought us. And it's that information is something we need to remind us ourselves of all the time. And uh, we focus heavily on this call about raising our vibration because um, that high level is how we do the healing work that we do on this call. So we are going to get to work now because we're joining Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, who researches the most recent earthquake and volcanic events that have occurred on our planet. And we do this because our sources have asked us to do this and keep not only ourselves, but keep them informed of the current activities so that they can add their energy to our efforts to soothe Mother Earth. So as Jennifer takes us on this tour of the planet, let's focus our group energy and send a very calming energy to all of these areas of concern. Jennifer? Thank you, Jackie. Um, As we begin tonight, again, I want to invite Mother Earth to journey with us across the globe, increasing our intention for calm. As we normally do, we will start in Hawaii. And looking at the island today, uh, it was a pretty calm day there. The biggest activity, seismically largest, I should say, was 2.9, and that was down around Pahala. And there was a lot of swarming right around that area. Um, There was one low level out into the sea, 2.0, just south of the island, and that was about it for today. So let's just take a real quick moment and continue sending calm, and especially to the areas that are unseen by the the eyeballs, uh, the fracture zones, the fault lines, the undersea volcanoes, which really greatly impact things, and also... um, Hawaii is very near or on a hot spot. So let's just sing calm. And now we're going to move down to the islands of Fiji, which are south of Hawaii and just north of New Zealand. We had a 4.5. And then moving westward to Vanuatu, set of islands there, 4.7. Continuing west to Papua New Guinea, there was a good bit of activity there, the largest of which was 5.4. And that seems to be a very active area right there. Um, 4.6 uh, was in the sea. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we have two volcanoes there. <clears throat> Hunga Tonga is currently erupting. And Menom 
they suspect they're looking at the radar, but they suspect that it has indeed erupted as well. Now we're going to move westward over to Indonesia. We had a 5.0 and lots of fours all throughout the region. Now, if you looked at these um, seismic activity, you literally draw a line east to west, west to east, however you want to do it. Um, They're literally in a line across uh, from the Kermadec Islands all the way over to Indonesia. Now we're going to move northward and come up to Japan. We had 4.8 and several other fours. And we did have Sakurajima was erupting today. And then we're going to move on northward to the area that is part of Russia. These are islands between Japan and Kamchatsky. And there was a 4.3 there today. And also their volcano, Shivaluch, is erupting as well. Moving eastward now across the Aleutians, Alaska had a pretty calm day today, 3.7 out on Sand Point, which is one of the Aleutian areas. And we did have two volcanoes, Semisipushnoi and Great Sitkin. Great Sitkin actually has lava that it is um, expelling. So those are, I believe those are both out on the Aleutians. <clears throat> and moving down through Canada, We did have a 2.3 very near um, Vancouver Island. And then moving down into Washington, not much going on, but we did have the area around Mount Rainier was rumbling. Down into, we're going to bypass Oregon, nothing reported, California. The area that has been swarming just offshore uh, usually, I call it petrolia, but it has been a little bit active today. We had 3.1 just offshore, I believe, um, half on, half off. And then there was a little bit of a swarm just onshore. So you understand that that is pressure from what has been occurring um, elsewhere across the state. So let's just send petrolia. The slip slide is still ongoing in other words, and then all the way down through uh, the geysers area. The geysers was quite busy today, a couple around Ukiah, which is in north, northern California, and then to San Francisco, we have 2.0 in Danville, which isn't very far. I would like us to send a little extra dose of calm to the whole San Andreas Fault, because it's going to be feeling the effects of what's happened. Um, like I said, in Alaska, in Indonesia, and so forth. So we want to protect our state and our people. And then moving down into Los Angeles, pretty low today. We had a two in uh, I'm sorry, two, yeah. And then um, Ridgecrest was just low-level swarming. And Long Valley Caldera, which is also Tom's place, was really low-level today. So we'll send send them calm as well. And now, before we leave the U.S., I do want to mention Idaho, which I always bring this up because it is part of the very deep caldera for Yellowstone, and we always swarm right around Stanley, Idaho. Moving over to Montana, we had several little hit and miss little ones. And then uh, also Wyoming and West Yellowstone. 
just a little activity. And this, I got a kick out of this when I saw it today. We actually had a 3.1 in Alabama, of all places. It sounds really odd, but if you ever watch Dutchman, the Appalachians are the end of the craton. And this was directly south of that. So it's probably just under a ton of pressure. And now we're going to move down towards Mexico. We did have a 6.0. It was offshore. It was west, a little bit south, southwest of Guadalajara in that area. And there are two plates, fault lines, three, one, two, three, yeah, plates there. So that area is, stay tuned. (laughs) And then we're going to move down. Uh, Oh, I forgot the Gulf of California did have a couple of threes. And throughout Mexico, we had some fours. Guatemala had fuego erupting. Nicaragua, uh, 4.4. And Panama, threes. And I do want to mention, um, over on the other side of the Caribbean plate, it is connected. We had 3.6 in Dominican. Nothing in Haiti that was worth reporting, which is great. 3.3 in Puerto Rico and a 3.9 over in Antigua, if you Antigua, as they say it. Um, and then moving back over to South America, Colombia had nothing going on today. Uh, Nevado del Ruiz is kind of erupting, sort of erupting. In Ecuador, no seismic. San Jay and Ventador. Peru had 4.2. And then in southern Peru, we had a 4.3. And we also had seven Kaya that is erupting. And then moving further south to Chile, we had a couple of pair of 4.6s. In Argentina, we had a couple of 4.2s and 4.1. Moving down south, uh, the tip of South America, Tierra del Fuego, and make a turn towards the east, and we had a 5.9 at the South Sandwich Islands, and also a 5.1 there. Now we're going to move all the way up the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, which runs, obviously, in the Atlantic, up to um, Iceland. I did a little bit of looking today because they had a 4.9. It was in the water, but it was near Reykjavik, which, if you're familiar, that's their capital. Um, so I'm, not, I'm really unsure there what's going on. There was a 3.9 near the volcano, and I don't know if, I don't know if I'm saying this, Grindavik. And there were 25 earthquakes there today. And that is a large, rather large uptick from what's been going on. Um, So let's just send Iceland. And I did read a little thing today that they are looking for this other volcano to erupt there. So I don't think that that area is done seismically. So we continue to send Iceland. And the Mid-Atlantic Ridge calm. And then we're going to move down real quick to the Canaries. They really have calmed down. 2.5 was the largest. And <clears throat> the volcano continues to steam. And I read a little bit on that today. And they think that there is still lava that is going through the lava tubes into the sea because it is still steaming and it looks like it's still building land. So we continue to send Canary. And all the islands of the Canary Islands, I believe there's eight of them there, calming. And then Strait of Gibraltar, we had a 3.2 and lots of little ones. 
4.8 in Morocco, which is directly, um, it, it should be really part of uh, the Strait of Gibraltar because it's directly on their, just on their land area. And then moving across Spain and France, we just had Spain, France, and Italy too. Greece, we had a 4.1. The Caucasus region by the Caspian Sea, we had threes. Uh, threes in Azerbaijan, Iran, and India. Mongolia, which is uh, south of uh, Russia and north of China. 4.7, Western Mongolia. And a 4.2 north of that in an area called Lake Baikal. 4.3 in China. And this was all the way over to the very west near Shanghai. They don't often have activity there, so that was odd. Um, also, I want to mention La Reunion. Uh, in, in the Indian Ocean, it is east of Africa, and the, their volcano today, literally three fissures opened, and lava flow has begun. So their, their volcano has a beautiful French name that I can't say, so we're just going to call it <laughs> Love Reunion. And then that brings us back out to the uh, Indonesian region. And I want to thank everybody for participation. And I'll send you all back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. There's never a dull moment out there. (laughs) Well, in just a few moments, Wynn will be taking us on his guided visualization where he addresses many of the other issues that concern us. But first, the phone lines will be unmuted and you have the opportunity to put your concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you're listening to us on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns into the light. And thank you all for your contributions tonight. Unmuted. I would like to put into a light enhancement of all of the systems operating on our beautiful Mother Earth, giving them life-supporting energies and frequencies. I would like to ask for a big, big um, party healing for all of us present here and everything and everyone we are lovingly connected with. And I would like to ask again for the um, uh, healing and blessing and clearing of the lines of the world. Thank you so much. I'd like to ask for a complete energy clearing of whatever I'm hanging on to and for the continued uprising of Stand Up Ojai and for the well-being of my town and the well-being of the human race. Thank you. This is Jennifer in Greensburg. I'd like to put everybody on this call in on the healing list for whatever their individual need is. I would like to quickly go through the list. Wynn and Terry, of course, we send them love, light, and energy. Cecil and Betty, Monica and Larry, Lauren, Tom and San Jose, White Dove and Willow, Phyllis and Joe T., both in Washington, Antonio Jr., Antonio Sr., and Abby, Jill and her brother Robert, who are overcoming COVID, and Hyatt for healing, Kathleen for healing, Mimi for healing, and also myself. I'd like to put myself in this field of energy. Say thank you very much. I'm grateful. 
This is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. I'd like to place the awakening of humanity into the light, and I'd like to request the Elohim's assistance. We on this earth are currently in the midst of a monumental struggle between light and darkness. I'd like to ask that each individual that wishes it be supported by the Elohim in discerning lies from truth, real love from pretense, and that which is of the light from that which is of the darkness. Fill our minds and our hearts with love and clarity. Let each of us see clearly which forces mean to constrict and control us versus which mean to expand our opportunities for freedom of choice, creativity, and growth. May our vision come clearly with love, not fear. May each soul destined to play a part as a freedom fighter for humanity at large step into that role courageously and with joy. Thank you. Tom, Tom in San Jose asking for support and protection for Sidney Powell and Mike Liddell and for Mike's lawsuit. Thank you. Muted. Here I come. Okay. This is Wynn in Sedona. And... Um, I'm going to be doing our planet visualization for Earth. And as I do this, just each of you put in your own field the idea for the best outcomes on our planet. We are going through a rather treacherous time. And what most people don't realize is that what we see as being rigid and stiff and immovable, which is the reality system in our, our realm, Every part of reality has aspects to it that move into the higher realm, particularly humans. We, no matter how fixed and stable the world is, humans are multidimensional. And we don't even sometimes know where our higher dimensions are and what we're connecting with. And on this call, we are intending to connect with a higher aspect of ourselves, which connects with the law of one. In the higher dimensions, we are all one. Everyone's heard all kinds of people say that, from Christians to John Lennon, you know? And, and, and we actually are all multidimensional. But we don't often experience that. We often experience ourselves 
being contra contra contracted in third dimension, this dimension, the physical dimension, and it doesn't shift very easily. But as you start accessing higher dimensions, you're kind of like loosening up the vibrations of the third dimension, and shifts can occur. <clears throat> Sometimes they occur and they look like miracles. And the sources we have connected with are in the higher dimensions where shift can happen easily. And when <clears throat> when somebody in this dimension can create a path from here to their dimension, they can create miraculous phenomena in this dimension. And those people that come to our calls regularly have witnessed some of that occurring. Everything from a, a, a healing to a hurricane, not striking a city that it was supposed to strike. And after a while, you observe this and you realize it's true. And so on this call, we are wanting to access that phenomena. And we create a group energy, which helps us get to them, and they can get back down to us, if that makes sense. It's like they don't do things to, to be to impress us or to be our mm -hmm. friends. They do things because we call on them. And if it's in the highest good of all concerned, it can happen. So, if that makes no sense, just go along and make pretend <laughs> that I wonder if he's really doing something and let your experience convince you or not convince you. You don't really have to make a decision on this unless you think we're negative or something and then you just shouldn't come back. But it's a very rare thing to do this and to make a connection and that before you discard it, you should check it out just in case we're right. So we take our group energy and we surround our planet with it. And we send this energy down to the surface of our planet, every square foot. We ask that it can touch anything that it can reach and help lift the vibration of our planet. And we go to the humans who are service to others. We go to the children and the young people who are most sensitive to this energy, but not very wise usually and uh, ask as they keep coming that over time, children will become wiser.
after they get more experience of life, that's what happens. We go to the animals on our planet and the sea life, God knows, the animals and the pets. And we send this light to the animals and the pets, and particularly the pets, who help keep their owner's chakras open. We go to the plant life, the trees, the bushes, and the and the grass. And the energy comes in on the higher aspects of a plant and then moves down its branches and its roots into the earth. We go to the insects, particularly those insects that are part of the cycles of nature, like the bees, and ask for the preservation of their species. We go to the fish and the sea life, and the dolphins and the whales. We now go through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth and we connect with the energy field or the soul, as you might call it, of planet earth. And earth is alive. The earth thinks. Earth knows we're connecting with her. And we ask to help her suffering. She suffers because she has to process humans and their activities. We go to the energy waves that travel through the earth that terminate in earthquakes and volcanoes. And we send calm energy. We go back to the surface of the earth and we do the major earthquake zones first. Now, Bonnie did the individual earthquakes and volcanoes in the last 24 hours. We're going to just send energy to the fault lines and ask for positive outcomes. The fault lines are the potential earthquakes and volcanoes of the future. Let's call her Jennifer. Oh, did I skip Jennifer? No, no, you didn't skip it. You said Bonnie did, but Jennifer did. Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer, thank you. Okay. And um, we go to the Ring of Fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, the most volatile of all the earthquake zones. And we put a U-shaped column of light covering that entire area, penetrating through the ground where there are fault lines and sending calm energy. We go to the 
New Madrid fault line centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We put a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter coming down on that entire faulted area, penetrating screwed around and sending calm energy. And we go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line and it runs from North Pole, North Pole through Iceland, through the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, as far down as the tip of South America. And we put a longitudinal column of light and send calm energy down that entire fault line. We go to any of the other fault lines and potential earthquakes and volcanoes anywhere on our planet. We ask our sources to help find them and send this calm energy to each one. And in any circumstances, where the Earth needs to release stress and an earthquake or a volcano needs to occur to assist Earth in that way, we ask that these can be released gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other out-of-balance situations on our planet. We go to the coronavirus and its mutations and ask that it can be rendered harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans. And we ask that they can be strengthened. We go to the vaccines and ask that anything toxic can be transmuted. We go to the awareness and the discernment of humans that they may more of them learn what's going on on our planet right now and the negative control systems that are being implemented. And we ask that humans can also connect with the energies of the higher realms. We go to the suffering on our planet, and there's a myriad of reasons why people suffer. And we're going to ask for the Christ energy to come in to those people that are suffering for the highest good of all concerns 
and lift their vibrations if they can reach for it. We go to the droughts going on on planet Earth and we ask for rain in all those areas where there's droughts and where there's population and where there's animals needing water. We go to interventions and we ask our sources to help us keep any nuclear weapons from going off in our own. We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for qualities of leadership that help people feel safe and cared for. Benevolence, empathy, courage, integrity, and ethics. And if we don't have those qualities now, we see them coming in in the future, in the near future. We ask for countries and groups who are adversarial with each other can find peaceful ways of settling their differences. We ask for transmutation of toxic materials, starting with the coronavirus once again, with radioactivity, with chemtrails, with nanobots, and radio frequencies and microwaves, which are detrimental to humans and animals. Anything in food, air, water, or medicine of toxic nature to be transmuted. And we bring the energy back to ourselves, to our own rooftop, and we have an energy filter that only lets positive energy through. And if we feel comfortable, we can invite this energy into our home, 
move it through every cubic foot and transmuting any negativity. Moving around the outside of our home, creating a barrier that keeps negativity out. Finally, we move this energy through our body. And we now bring that energy through our bodies. Just shut your eyes for a moment. And feel that energy expanding through the whole interior of your body. Opening your chakras. We remind you that you are each an aspect of the one infinite creator temporarily experiencing these physical bodies on planet Earth. And we are learning how to hold the energy of the higher realms in our personal lives and impacting the world around us. And on that note, we are going to close the verbal part of this call. That's me talking. Leave the lines open for those of you that want to stay. And I think we're off BBS. I usually like to end at, at, on, on the hour. But thank you all for being here. And we will see you next time.